0: Hearing just the first few notes of this song, you're transported to a world of opulent spectacle. A fancy holiday party, a Christmas tree that magically grows to dizzying heights, a mouse king and a life-size nutcracker who comes to life, sugarplum fairies and dancing snowflakes in a land of sweets and exotic dances from exotic characters from all over the world. The unmistakable music and imagery of the Nutcracker is as much a part of our Christmas landscape as Santa Claus himself. And attending a live performance of the ballet is a cherished annual tradition for families all across the country. Whether you live in a large city or a small town, there's probably at least one production of the Nutcracker near you. But of course, it wasn't always that way. The vast majority of the Christmas traditions we observe today in America got their start somewhere else usually England and Europe. The nutcracker, too, got its start somewhere else — Russia, in this case — but the interesting part is that it didn't become a Christmas tradition until it reached America. And as far as Christmas traditions go, this is one of the newest ones we have. We're talking very new here. And it's all the result of a chain reaction starting with the formation of the Soviet Union, changing cultural tastes in America, and a little help along the way from Walt Disney. I'm Brian Earle. This is Christmas Past. Our story begins at the Imperial Mariinsky Theatre in St. Petersburg, Russia. It's 1892, and we're right in Russia's golden age of classical ballet. Composer Peter Tchaikovsky had already written the scores for Sleeping Beauty and Swan Lake, so the director of the Imperial Theatres commissioned him to write a new score. It would be for a ballet based on the story The Nutcracker and the Mouse King, written by the German author E.T.A. Hoffmann in 1816. It was revised and translated into French by Alexander Dumas in 1844. That's the same Alexander Dumas who wrote The Three Musketeers and The Count of Monte Cristo. The story follows the basic plot of the Dumas adaptation, in which a young girl named Clara receives a beautiful nutcracker as a gift on Christmas Eve. She falls asleep with the nutcracker in her arms, and as the clock strikes midnight, strange and magical things start happening. And believe it or not, that original production in 1892 was not considered a success.
1: The nutcracker in Russia received mixed reviews.
0: That's Jennifer Fisher, and she's
1: potentially the only nutcrackerologist.
0: She's a professor of dance history at the University of California, Irvine, who did her doctoral dissertation on the nutcracker. She's also the author of the book Nutcracker Nation, How an Old World Ballet Became a Christmas Tradition in the New World.
1: There were a lot of complaints about the Nutcracker. The major ballerina role wasn't until very late in the evening. And it had children in it who didn't behave well on stage. There were, in fact, complaints about Tchaikovsky, which are hard for us to believe. Important music was not yet common to be used with ballet, and so the critics found it very complex on the ear, and one of them called it undanceable music.
0: And even though it's hard to imagine the Nutcracker as anything but a Christmas story, the emphasis on the Christmassy aspects would come much
1: later. The Christmas aspect was simply not that important. There was a party the same way there would be a party in the Tsar's palace, and it happened to have a Christmas tree in it, but the tree wasn't that important. Um, you've watched American productions where Christmas is foregrounded, whereas it would be backgrounded in their production. And therefore, because it consists of the entire, almost the entire first act, there was no, not so much resonance.
0: Christmas wasn't the dominant cultural holiday in Russia. That would be Orthodox Easter. Only when it was produced in America would Christmas be placed front and center. And even though there would be feature productions of the Nutcracker in Russia, it never really caught on. It wouldn't be until the Nutcracker was produced outside of Russia that it would really catch fire. With the formation of the Soviet Union in the early 20th century, many Russians fled their homeland, taking the Nutcracker with them.
1: The Nutcracker immigrates slowly, and it does so with the Russians who left the Soviet Union early in the 20th century. The Russians are dispersing with fragments of the Nutcracker and taking it on tour with them.
0: The first complete performance of the Nutcracker outside of Russia was in England in 1934. Before a full ballet production was ever performed here, Americans got their first taste of Tchaikovsky's score in Disney's 1940 animated movie Fantasia which featured animated sequences set to the music. Fantasia is often thought to have made classical music more popular in America and gave the music of the Nutcracker in particular a big boost.
1: It puts the ballet and its aesthetics and its complex music into animated form. I maintain that this allowed Americans to enter this world of high art. These aesthetic aspects really take you into the world of ballet. So maybe audiences that weren't used to going to the ballet, it allowed them, I think, to get closer to that tradition.
0: Four years later, the ballet was performed in its entirety for the first time in America, in San Francisco.
1: And that was accidental, really. The opera house in San Francisco happened to be dark during the holidays, and the Ballet Russe, a few of these Russians, uh, happened to be touring in San Francisco, and they advised the American director, William Christensen, of the San Francisco Ballet, you should do a nutcracker, yeah, and it has a Christmas theme. There's a Christmas tree in the first act, so William Christensen stages a nutcracker, and they don't do it the next year in San Francisco, but the year after They do start to do it every year because they realize that it's a great time of year. In
0: 1954, the New York City Ballet put on its first production, staged by George Balanchine, who's known as the father of American ballet. That production became highly influential. And by the 1960s, the Nutcracker was being produced annually all across the country.
1: One of the major things that happens along the way is that Americans start to make the Nutcracker look like themselves.
0: The real beauty of the Nutcracker is how it can be endlessly adapted. Hawaiian ballet companies produce hula nutcrackers, there are urban nutcrackers, hip-hop nutcrackers, drag queen nutcrackers, and in San Francisco there's even a dance-along nutcracker, where the audience is encouraged to attend in costume and get in on the action. Because of all of that, the Nutcracker is now the most popular ballet in the world ever. And it accounts for between 30 and 90% of the annual income for ballet companies that produce it. It's a meteoric rise for a ballet that wasn't even considered important and more or less languished for more than 50 years, and then became a nationwide annual tradition within a couple of decades. Aside from being a spectacular show, it's also a fascinating example of an invented tradition. One that caught hold because it fit in with the existing holiday traditions and attitudes of the new home it immigrated to. You could say it's sort of an immigrant success story, which makes it uniquely American in its own right. When I was growing up, I never got a chance to see a live production of The Nutcracker. I saw it for the very first time in my early twenties. Going to see it was one of the first Christmas gifts that my wife gave me while we were still dating, and I remember really enjoying the music. Of course, that music has gone on to become part of many people's annual Christmas traditions. And Christmas music is one of the things that makes the season great. I know that's also true for Johnny in California. Christmas means a lot to me. As I got older and even when I was a kid, one of the things that really stood out was the Christmas carols, the Christmas songs. And and a lot of people, they say it gets old, it grates on them. But my family, my small family, my sister and my father and I, we had a lot of fun always singing Just classic Christmas songs together and listening to different renditions, talking about some of our favorites. I feel that nostalgia and that carried through to me as as an adult. And even to this day, when we get into, you know, the season, I can go days and days and throughout the entire month of December and parts of January just playing those songs on repeat. And that's something that really sticks out to me every single year. And I think it will stick out no matter what every single year for the rest of my life. Johnny's one of the hosts of the video game podcast, The Super Co-op Squad. Check it out wherever you get your podcasts. Now, what are some of the things that you love about the season? Is it the music, the sights, the sounds? What kind of recipes are you making? What kind of parties are you looking forward to going to? Well, I want to hear about it, and I want to share it with everyone. So record a voice memo into your phone and send it to christmaspasspodcast at gmail.com. And if you don't want to share a memory, you can also use that email to just drop me a line and say hi. I respond to every message I get, and I really do want to hear how your Christmas season's going, how your plans are coming along, and what you're looking forward to. Christmas Past is produced in sunny San Mateo, California, by yours truly, Brian Earle. I'd like to thank Dr. Jennifer Fisher,
1: potentially the only Nutcrackerologist,
0: and Johnny in California. And of course, I'd like to thank you for listening. You can follow along on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram by searching for Christmas Past Podcast, and you can find more information about the show at christmaspastpodcast.com. Be sure that you subscribed, and if you have a moment to tell a friend or leave a review, I'd really appreciate that. I hope you're having a wonderful Christmas season so far, getting to experience the sights and sounds and spend time with people you love, and I know that I would love it if you joined me again next time for more stories from Christmas Past.